Praise the Lord, everyone. It's good to be in the house of the Lord with you tonight, doing what we do on Wednesday night, and still believing God, still praising the Lord, still worshiping Him. This is what faithfulness consists of, even when you don't feel like it, when you don't see any reason around you that says you've reached the turning point, there is always a turning point in the Word of God, always. And we're going to talk about one of those turning points tonight. And those of you that are watching online, the Lord bless you. Thank you for staying with us, for praying with us, for praying for us. We are going through a baptism of fire together. And we're going in it, and we're going to come out of it. And the Bible said that our faith will be tried like gold in the fire. And if this is what's happening to us, then when we finish with this, we should be stronger in our faith, believing that God is able to do exceeding abundantly above all we ask or think. And we declare it now before we see the turning point, because we believe that the Lord is going to bring us through this, take us out of it, and then we're going to rejoice on the other side of it. Amen? I want to turn in the word of the Lord to the book of 2 Chronicles, the 14th chapter, verses 2 through 15. And to all of you that are watching online, I know that this is West Virginia Women's Conference, and I'm sorry I can't be with you. I would love to be with you, but the word of the Lord is not limited to a building. It's not limited to a time. It's not limited to sickness, and thank God for it. We are going to be reading some scriptures that were written thousands of years ago for circumstances that happened thousands of years ago to a people who are already dust and ashes. But their stories remain because as long as there are people alive trusting in God, he will rise to their faith. He will rise to their faith. Put your hand on your heart and say, God will rise to my faith in him. So 2 Chronicles, the 14th chapter and verses 2 through 15, I have a lengthy reading. We're just going to stop and go. I'm just going to take my time because <clears throat> I want to show you a man who did everything he knew to do, still got in trouble and got delivered. That's where we're going with this. Praise the Lord. The second verse of that 14th chapter says, and Asa did that which was good and right in the eyes of the Lord his God. I just want to stop right there. I want you to see that the Bible makes a declaration about this particular man. He said he did two things and he did it in front of one person. He did what was good. Everybody say he did what was good. He did what was right. Everybody say he did what was right. But he didn't do it according to public opinion. He didn't take a poll. He didn't ask for a show of hands. He didn't make decisions based on groupthink or popular opinion or a majority idea or view. The Bible said he did that which was good and right in the eyes of the Lord his God. So he made some decisions based on his personal relationship with God. 
He obviously knew what was good and right in the eyes of God. At some point in this journey, whether we ever go back to pre-pandemic times, every person who names the name of Jesus, every person who claims to be a Christian, every person who's been baptized and has received the Holy Ghost is going to have to choose to make decisions based on what is good and what is right in the eyes of God. Not in the eyes of your family, not in the eyes of your co-workers, not your colleagues, not the news media, not popular opinion or the antithesis of popular opinion. It's just playing to one audience. The Lord, my God. Say the Lord, my God. This is personal. It's got to be personal because at some point, no one can keep you in your relationship with God and no one can pull you out of it. So if you are walking with God on the basis of group consensus, you're going to struggle. You're going to have a hard time. But this man determined in his mind that his actions were going to be governed by God's view. The eyes of the Lord, his God. There is no pastor, preacher, evangelist, teacher, apostle. There is no minister of God anywhere that can help you autocorrect if you are not doing what you do for the Lord. And he did what was good and right in the eyes of the Lord. And then the Bible goes through a list of things that God considered both good and right. He took away the altars of the strange gods. So he got busy. He got to doing some consecration things. And I want you to notice this. Before he did anything for the city, for the country, for the waterworks, for the vineyards, for the roads. Before he did anything for the community, he dealt with worship. I'm going to tell you something. The reason why I feel like the Lord gave me this is I believe there are some people under the sound of my voice that have done and are doing what is good and right and you can't understand what's happening to you. But I want to show you in case you are wondering how to do that, he started clearing the ground. He started removing things. He took away. Everybody say he took away. That's the first step of doing good and right in the eyes of God. You start taking away some things. He took away altars. That means places of worship that were not approved by God. He took away symbols and icons and images that were in front of the faces of the people. And he said, we can't be having this up here anymore. This doesn't belong to our worship of God. This has got to go. He took down the altars. He took away high places. That means people were worshiping up here and over there. And the Lord had all told them, I, know, I would tell you how I want you to worship. This is how I want you to do it. Don't try to reinvent the wheel. Don't try to capture me in an image. I want you to worship the invisible God. He took away, he addressed 
worship. He broke down images, ideas that people had of what God should be, what church should look like, how I should be, what I should do. He said, God didn't ordain any of this stuff. He said, we're going to take it all down. And I'm going to tell you something. If you are going to be an Asa man or woman in this hour of COVID, and right now most everything we are suffering has to do with this pandemic. We can't meet together like we used to because of this pandemic. If you cough, somebody's, is that you, Rona? And a lot of us have coughed and a lot of us have tested positive and a lot of us are coming out of quarantine and it's like being in a fog. You say, where is God? He's right here with us. He's with us just like he was the children of Israel in the time of Asa, just like he was when Paul was walking down the road to Damascus and was struck by a light. He's the same God that's with us right now as the God that was with those people during the Roman occupation of the Holy Land. He has not moved. He has not changed. And we can still do what is good and right in his eyes. And it starts with our worship. He said, I want you to take down things that I didn't sanctify. I want you to clear the ground. Empty your house. Get rid of stuff. Take some things away. Say, take it away. And he cut down the groves. And then verse 4, he commanded. He didn't say, would you all like to worship? He said, everybody around me under the sound of my voice, we're going to put God back up on the throne. I want you to seek the Lord. Seek God. Yeah, but man, we're so sick right now. We're going through some things. I'm telling you, this is the template for victory. He said, you take away all this. It goes back to worship first. Everybody say worship first. He said, I'm going to take all this stuff out of here that I know is not right. I'm going to clean up my act. And then I want, we're going to seek the Lord of our fathers said, well, we've done this time and again. That's exactly right. And you go back to the way we used to do. You go back to praying and you go back to fasting. He didn't say, seek the Lord God of the post-progressive movement. Seek the Lord God of the post-modern movement in religious thought. He said, you get back and do what you heard that your grandma and your grandpa did when times got hard. They got out their Bibles. They began to worship. They got on their knees. They prayed. They fasted. It's no new thing. He said, the same thing that moved the God of your fathers will move God for you now. He said, I want you to do the law and the commandment. You know what to do. Do it. That's what he said. Do what you know to do. But Sister Showstrand, we are in a strange... I know. I know. What is the new thing I'm doing? The same old thing I've been doing. Reading the Word. Fasting. Praying. Asking God. There is no new. What are you doing? I am seeking the God of my fathers. I want to do good and right in the eyes of the Lord. Verse 5, he took away out of all the cities of Judah high places and images and the kingdom was quiet before him. Say, well, we're going through a hard time. Start searching. Start searching. Start looking. 
Look under the bed, look in the closets. How, how are you doing in your fasting and your praying? Are you reading your Bible? Did you let that slide? Get it back. Get that stuff back. Remove things that have kept you from doing what you know to do. Get it out of your life. Say, well, what are you doing? I'm doing what is good and right in the eyes of the Lord because my help is going to come from the Lord. I can't do it. I'm not doing it to please the pastor. I'm not going to get seven gold stars. I'm not, I don't want my name splashed. Jesus said, when you enter into your prayer closet, you pray in secret and the Lord who hears in secret will reward you openly. If you have given up on prayer because you feel like the Lord didn't hear you, I encourage you to tear down that altar that says this doesn't work anymore. If you've given up reading your Bible, I want you to tear down that altar and get off your social media, spending time and replacing the things you used to do with things that are empty and pointless and futile. Those are the gods of this world. I'm telling you right now there is no news outlet that can give you the good news that God is here and with us there is no newscaster there's no prophet out there that's going to tell you everything's going to be all right but it is written in the book of the God of heaven and earth I am alpha and omega the beginning and the end the first and the last I am the Lord I change not we change. We change. We get hurt. We get offended. We get sick. We get tired. And I'm going to tell you, it's felt like 10 steps back and one step forward. And for every step forward we've taken, we've been pushed back another 10. Well, I'm going to tell you something. God knows exactly where we are. He knows where you are. He knows you by name. I've read some of the pandemic reports and people are grinding their teeth and losing their hair. And my Bible said, he counts. A good thing he knows the stress we're under and I want to say it while we're under it before the party begins he knows what this hour means to us he knows what it feels like to speak to an empty building he knows what it is to be sick to death at night wondering if you're going to catch your next breath he knows when you've got that diagnosis and you feel alone and you've heard stories if you go to the hospital they won't let anybody go with you you'll just have to battle by yourself and I hear his words coming back I will never leave nor forsake you Lord I am with you always in your COVID state, in your cancer state, in your chemotherapy, at the loss of your job, at the loss of your family members in your mourning and your grief. I am the Lord and I do not leave. Oh, let's lift our hands. Hallelujah. It's amazing that worship brought quiet into the kingdom. I'm going to have to ask you a question. How quiet has your kingdom been? Then I'm going to have to ask you, where have you been worshiping? Say, I haven't been worshiping. I'm going to be honest with you. There have been nights I haven't been able to sleep. Just in a fog, in a daze, praying, laying in the bed. God, have mercy on our people. God, have mercy on us. God, have mercy on this one, on that one. 
I wasn't raising the rafter and I wasn't dancing and shouting, but I'm doing what I know to do to reach the God of my fathers. And he hears. As this man began to turn his attention to worship, the kingdom was quiet before him. But that's not the only thing he did. He not only took away, you can't spend all your time cleaning out the closet and getting back your Bible reading. You also have to build something. So it's not enough to take away. You also have to build. So this man divided his energy in two places. He got worship back where it should be. He put God back on the throne. He got his priorities. I can't say it enough. He started with worship. And then he started building some defense mechanisms. Now he wasn't at war. There was nobody fighting him. It was quiet. But while it was quiet, he said, I am going to build some fenced cities, which means you're just not going to be able to walk in and take whatever you want. He was a wise man. He recognized today it's quiet, tomorrow it may not be. And the Bible said, so he built some fenced cities in Judah for the land had rest and he had no war in those years because the Lord had given him rest therefore verse 7 he said to Judah let's build these cities let's build up what we've got and let's put some walls what but we we don't need walls mama can I do this no I don't think so will you do it I'm putting up a wall <laughs> Well, but all the other kids, no, no. I'm putting up a wall. I'm going to put up a wall. And the only reason why you put up a wall is to keep something in and keep something out. But then he said, I'm going to do something else. I'm going to build a tower. I am going to build a place that's high so I can climb up so I can see afar. Oh God, help us to build some places in God where we can see what's coming before it gets here. Where instead of burying our heads in the sand and saying, I don't want to know, I don't want to see it, we've got some prayer warriors that are saying, open the eyes of my heart. Lord, I, the name of the Lord is a strong tower. I'm going to stay in the tower of the name because you might wake me up one night oh I don't want the Lord to wake me up I want to sleep I want to do my thing every every so and so every Friday we have family night we do popcorn and a movie and I don't want the Lord to wake me up on those nights because this is what we do and yet this man said I'm going to build a tower so I can climb up and look out every now and then and just see how things look from afar I wonder where he got that idea. You see, I think while he was taking things away, his mind began to reflect on, you know what, God has blessed us right now, but that may not last. I need to put some defense mechanisms in in case the enemy tries to come in like a flood. I'm going to erect a tower so I can see. And you know what else I'm going to do? I'm going to put some gates. You're not going to be able to just walk and take anything you want from 
me. I'm going to put a gate. Beloved, believe not every spirit, but try the spirits that, and see whether or not they are from God. Just because you hear it on the news, just because you see it in a newspaper, just because somebody called and told you doesn't make it so. There needs to be a gate. What's the password? Enter into his gates with Even the Lord has a gate. He said, you can't even get close to me unless you have an attitude of gratitude. And we put up some gates. What have you been listening to? What have you been talking about? What have you been seeing? What have you been feasting your mind on? We're in lockdown and we can't do what we used to do. So what are you doing now? Have you let everything go by the gate? He said, I want to put up some gates and guess what else I'm going to, I'm going to put up some bars. Wow. I'm putting up fences, walls, towers, gates, and bars while the land is before us because we have sought the Lord our God. We have sought him and he's given us rest. So they built and prospered. You and I cannot wait until the next wave of the pandemic. We should have been praying all along. You can't decide now that you can't get to church. You don't give anymore. Some of the most precious things that you've been doing in your life are the things that are going to keep you from losing your mind. And while you have all this time at home, you have to put up some gates around your time. And you have to put up some bars around things that come into your house and your mind. You have to put up some some obstacles so that everything that just runs in somebody said I I can't control my thoughts they're like the birds of the air well they fly overhead but you don't have to let them nest think on these things whatsoever things are lovely whatsoever things are true if there be any virtue if there be any praise what are you doing I am building I can't just tear everything down I have to build up somebody. So you know what you do when you're depressed and discouraged? You get out your phone and instead of spending your time in some inane game or some futile whatever it is that we all do with our phones, we start thinking, who needs a word of encouragement? What are you doing? I'm building something. I'm building a brother. I'm building up a sister. I'm building up my children. I'm building up. I know times are hard. But today I'm going to be especially grateful for the people who do a thousand things for me. For the things I take for granted because I'm putting a gate. It just might be that when I stop being thankful that the devil is working on the other side of that person in my home. My husband, my wife, my kids. And they don't feel a appreciate it or love because I'm not building you'd be surprised what gratitude can do in a family it can it can it can set up some barriers to depression and discouragement 
unthankfulness can lead to all kinds of bitterness and it's just like an infection that it's worse than COVID you're around somebody who's negative and unthankful and ungrateful and you feel like an unwalled city just anything can come and get you but Asa said we have been given rest we've been seeking God you say what do I need to do you put God back on the throne and then you say Lord show me where I need to put a gate show me where I need to build a tower show me where I need to put an obstacle we can't walk off and leave each other just because we're in a pandemic we got to look out for one another we got to look out so he took away and he built and then this is what's amazing verse 8 he had an army and he never fought a war but he didn't wait till the day of the battle to prepare people you know and our church started this year 40 days of fire it's been our little custom for several years oh yeah we could take it we could leave it well you guess what after we did the first 40 we said you know what I, I kind of have a feeling that there were folks that didn't think we were going to need that we're I have a feeling that we're, we, we might ought to do that again for 21 more days. 21 more days. 40 plus 21, 61 days. And that took us right up to the first week of March. Coronavirus. You can't wait until you're in trouble to start praying. We've been building some things. You say, well, I didn't do it. Well, get with us. Get with me. Get with me. Get along step. You're here for a reason. You're listening for a reason. Don't tap out now. Don't say it's too late for me. It's not too late for anybody. The Lord is still here. And Asa had an army of men that had targets and spears. Out of Judah, there were 300,000 of them. And Benjamin had shields and drew bows, 280,000. That is a total of 580,000 men that could fight. <laughs> and it's amazing because I'm not even going to tell you what we have right now left to fight. People who have committed and said, I'm not walking away, I'll stand my ground. I'll go down swinging, but I'm not walking away. He had 548,000, and then here it comes. Verse 9. And there came out against them. Now wait. I have done what is good and right in the eyes of God. I should not be having this fight. Wrong. That's what I want you to hear me say. You cannot judge God's favor based on your opposition. If you do that, then I'm going to have to take you to Matthew 5 where he said, I want you to rejoice and dance and shout when everybody's against you. He said, when everything's coming against you, you've arrived. You've reached the top. The last blessing is, Blessed are you when all men speak all manner of evil falsely against you for my name's sake. 
Great is your reward in heaven for so persecuted they, the prophets. I cannot say that our church has been sick and we've suffered the pandemic because we were standing true and strong for Jesus. I can't say that. But I can tell you this, we've been trying to do what is good and right in the eyes of the Lord. So we're an Asa church right now. And I'm in the middle of an ace of people. People who have been doing their best. I don't even have to ask. I know you've been doing your best. I know you've been trying. Those of you that have slid a little bit, I know that you're here tonight and listening and saying, God, take me back. Take me back. I need to get back where I was. And there came out against them Zira, the Ethiopian, with a host of a thousand thousand and 300 chariots and came to Marisha. <laughs> Do you know what a thousand thousand is? Anybody? It's a million. 548,000 to a million. I'm going to tell you something. The hour that we're in right now, it doesn't matter how many gates and bars and walls that we have built and towers. When the enemy comes and he comes in like a flood, he will do everything he can to eclipse the best we've got. Say, well, he wouldn't have been in that shape if Asa could have just doubled his army. That's not going to solve the problem. Doubling your army won't stop the opposition. Having chariots won't stop them from riding against you. I'm telling you what I'm learning right now. The name of the Lord is a strong tower and people that are going to fight with him are going to fight. And that's the key. There is a warfare on us right now. And you're getting ready to see God get up and do what he does. Because the battle is not ours. It is the Lord's. Oh, lift your hands right now. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I can't fight this by myself. And neither can you. But I want you to know that Asa went against him anyway. Oh, that's ridiculous. Well, we can't fight this. We can't. I'm just going to stay home. I'm just... Now, please, I'm not talking to people who are sick. Please stay home. Don't come to church sick. We've already gone through it. Don't do it. But what I'm saying is when you fold up your worship and you put away your faith and you say that it didn't work and God hadn't come through, you have joined the other side because there is no telling what God will do. He rises to the level of our faith in Him and you have to keep believing once you've taken away what you know to take away and once you've built what you know to build then you must stand firm James said in verse 4 and 7 submit yourselves therefore to God God did you let me get this cancer yes God did you let me get this COVID yes did the devil do it I don't think it matters because the sovereign God is over everything I'm laying my sickness at his feet I'm laying my suffering at his feet I'm laying my past my present and my future at his feet not going to give the devil credit. I'm going to say you let this happen just like you let Asa build cities and take down idols and groves and altars. He
have a revival. There was a revival of worship in Judah and people started seeking God and they started building their families and building their cities and bam! Here it comes and I'm saying it, looking at it. The empty seats. I'm saying it. I'm calling it out. There's that Ethiopian. I don't have anything against Ethiopians. But we are staring at a thousand thousands coming against the church. You would think, why would the devil want this little group of people? Why would you bring out a million to slay 548,000? Because once you start giving your life to God and you lay it down and go, all right, however you want to play this, Lord, play it your way. Your coming is soon anyway. Go ahead and take me. Do with me what you want. I am going to, I'm going to fight this sucker. I'm not giving in. Not an inch. Oh, no. No, I'm, I'm weak. Yeah. I'm tired. Yeah. I've been suffering, yeah, but I'm not going down like this. Oh, no, I am not going down like this. I will go down with a shield in my hand, bashing my enemy. Submit yourselves, therefore, to God and resist. Resist the voice of despair, the siren song of depression. Resist the voice that says it's over. It is never over till God says it's over. Yes, but you don't know my diagnosis. I don't mean to be rude. I don't care about your diagnosis. You're going to have doctors aplenty dinging and pinging and giving you sheets to read and talking to you fast and looking at their watch to get you out of there to get to the next thing, trying to make a quota. I'm telling you right now, I have never seen the righteous forsaken nor his seed begging bread somewhere from the depth of 548,000 people who lined up to take their punishment 548,000 stood they've just about more than doubled us what are you doing I'm looking at him in the eye I'm looking at it I'm going to meet you. You come against my cities. You come against my family. You come against my people. You come against me. I will meet you. And then Ephesians 6 and 11 says, Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. And the next verse says, And having done all to stand... He didn't say start swinging. He just said... Take it. Don't break and run. Don't break rank. Don't drop out. Don't give up. Just hook your arms next to the person standing with you. Verse 10, Asa went out against him and set the battle in array in the valley of Zephathah at Merishah. And then, verse 11 Asa cried to the Lord. Doesn't say 
He went to Egypt and got chariots. He didn't look for a vaccination. He didn't even look for a ventilator. He got everybody lined up, everybody praying, everybody fasting, everybody working together, everybody standing, and they're not doing a thing but just standing. And then Asa cried to the Lord and said, Lord! And I looked up that word cry because I want to know what that is because I'm surrounded by people who are quiet and precious and, and reserved and shy. But when I read this, it said in the German version, it's the sound of an animal that's crying out. Ah! That's not real attractive. But I'm telling you something. There is something about the voice of desperation that moves God immediately. I have, don't have time to do pretty prayers and little sweet, quiet Jesus. Jesus, we need some people that will cry out to God in desperation for God to come down and shake us loose. Oh, lift your hands right now to the Lord. Lift your hands. If you won't cry out for your family, who will? If you won't holler for your grandkids, who will? Who's going to holler? Yeah. Hallelujah. And he cried and said, Lord, it's nothing with you to help. Help. We're going to do it tonight. We're going to do it. Oh, yes, I'm not going to be the only one yelling. I want some of you to yell. We're going to cry out and say, well, I don't have anyone to pray for. My God, pray for me. Pray for our pastor. Pray for your pastor. Pray for your children. You knew the Lord was coming in 30 minutes and your kids weren't ready. I think maybe you might yell. I'm going to have to ask you to make that assumption. Say, well, that I've done that before. Well, we're fixing to do it again. We're in a different battle this time. Well, you can't go, well, I did that back in 1947, and, and now it's 2020, and I don't want to do it again. I'm sorry, folks. You either fight or you're taken captive. You either resist or succumb. You got one or two choices. Fight or go down. Hallelujah. And he cried to the Lord and he said, it's nothing with you to help, whether with many or with them that have no power. Help us, O Lord our God, for we rest on thee and in thy name we go against this multitude. O Lord, thou art our God, let not man prevail against thee. And I'm saying, God, don't let coronavirus prevail against us. Don't let cancer prevail against us. But you know what Asa said? God, don't let it prevail against you. It's already got me, but it can't get you. God, don't let this come against you and make you look weak. Get up, oh Lord, and help us. Hallelujah. I want you to stand to your feet. Hallelujah. 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 Asa prayed a prayer and he got busy with God. 
and he cried out to God and he said Lord I'm not coming against this multitude on my own if you've got a kid that's addicted I'm going to tell you right now you don't have enough strength to break opioid addiction you don't have enough power your son I not can't break heroin and I'm no counselor I can't counsel you out of mental illness but the Bible said I am the Lord that healeth thee I want you to lift your hands and we're going to cry out to him right now Lift your hands and cry out to him. He knows about your son. He knows about your girl. He knows about your mother and your father and your sister and your brother. He is greater. He's greater. You're not, but he is. Hallelujah. 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 I want you to ask God to give us deliverance from cancer. Hallelujah. And I want those of you that have been diagnosed, you come on down. You say, what are you doing? We're taking away some things. Maybe you're afraid to pray in the front. Spread out. Hallelujah. I'm casting down images. I'm too big for that. I'm too bold for that. I'm too proud for that. Ain't nobody too proud to get a dose of salvation and deliverance. Do you want to see a victory? I want you to come stand for somebody that you love. Hallelujah. Whoever you are, the Lord God is able. He is able to do exceeding abundantly. He is our help. Come on, Asa. I'm going to see a victory. I'm going to see a victory. I'm going to see it. I'm going to see it. I proclaim it. I'm going to see it. Not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit, saith the Lord of hosts. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.